Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before Liverpool travelled to the Etihad to take on Manchester City in the Premier League. Ahead of that game, we have good news. Ibu Kanate, Ryan Gravenberg and Curtis Jones all back in training. Very, very positive. The South American boys all returned without any issue, all back in training. So barring Robbo, Thiago and Stefan Besetic, we will have pretty much a full-strength squad available to us. Uh, Manchester City, uh, to a, in a surprise to absolutely nobody, has everybody pretty much back as well. KDB is out. I think Kovacic is out. But it looks like most of the rest will be back. John Stone's probably still missing out. Uh, he's got a muscle injury. It seems like it's an actual real injury. But the likes of Erling Haaland and Rodri and Ederson, who had knocks and discomfort, they're all back and they're all fine. So it should be a good game. Obviously went through yesterday how poor our record at the Etihad has been. But overall, since Jurgen took over, we have done pretty well against City. Uh, they do look a little bit vulnerable at times. I know they're top of the league, but they haven't really gotten going yet. In the same way that like, we're capable of so much better than we've been so far. We haven't performed all that well this season. This team definitely has some levels to go up once 
further pieces get added to it. When you look at City last season, they didn't really get going until about February. And then once they got going, they ran away with the league. They went and won the European Cup and they won the FA Cup. But up until February, they were pretty meh. It wasn't great. Now, with that being said, not like they were terrible either. But it felt last season that City were vulnerable, especially early in the season. Later in the season, they just looked pretty much unstoppable until the last two games when they had the league wrapped up and didn't really need to uh, to overexert themselves. But you'd hope that we can catch them this weekend, maybe catch them a little bit cold, catch them before they're fully up to their best level. We beat them last season, obviously, in the October. Uh, they lost at home to Brentford in the November. They drew it at Newcastle. They drew at Villa. And that was before Villa had Emery. That was under Gerrard when Villa were garbage. They drew it home to Everton in the first half of last season. Like You look at all the way up to where they lost to uh, Tottenham last season. From when they lost to Spurs on the 5th of February until the last two games of the season, the only time they dropped points was away to Nottingham Forest. They beat everybody else and beat pretty much everybody comfortably enough. A couple of 2-1s in there, one, one or two one nils, but everything else is 3-1, 4-1, comfortable wins because they were up to speed. But before that, it seemed a little bit like they were managing themselves through the season. They still hammered a couple of bad teams like United, like Southampton, like Forest at the Etihad. They they beat the bad teams, you know, Bournemouth the week before we beat them 9-0. But when it got going and the real pressure of the season kicked in, they went off on a tear. And that's what they're capable of doing. For now, the pressure isn't really there. And they know, realistically, nobody in this league can beat them over 38 games. So they can be a little bit lax at times. And we've seen it this season. You know, you look at the results this season, and it hasn't been plain sailing for them. But it's often been through their own nearly disinterest. They were fortunate to beat Sheffield United. Beat them with a very late goal from Rodri. They were a little bit fortunate against Fulham. Got some questionable decisions that went in their favour. The Aki goal, the penalty. They lost to Wolves at Molyneux. Now, Wolves tore us apart in the first half as well, but we came back and won that game. City couldn't beat them. They lost to Arsenal. Now, the excuse for the Wolves game and the Arsenal game is that Rodri didn't play. But Rodri played against Chelsea and they conceded four goals and looked ragged. And myself and Carl talked about this on uh, Scouted ahead of this game. The teams that cause them problems are the teams who defend well and counter-attack and aren't afraid to commit numbers in those counter-attacks. 
they're also the teams that are prepared to go and have a fight with them in the middle of the pitch, try and take the ball off them, try and take the game to them in spells. Not all the time. You try and do it all the time, they'll cut you apart. But if you pick and choose your spots and you do it well, you can take a five-minute spell against City and really take it to them, really put them up against the wall and see what they're made of. And we're capable of doing that. We're capable of going there and being really strong defensively as long as Jürgen picks the right team. We're capable of going there and cutting them open on counterattacks. We have the pace and the power now in the likes of Dominic, Darwin and Mo to really expose the flaws in that City team. And we have the centre-backs in Virgil, and whether it's Ibu or Matip or Gomez, we have the centre-backs to stop Erling Haaland. We really do. Virgil, when he gets sight of Haaland, elevates. And he has been incredible this season. So if he's at his very best, Ali's at his very best, they have no KDB, so that's one of their biggest weapons off the table. No Ilke Gundogan, who you're always worried about. I mean, Grealish shouldn't scare us. Foden's obviously a very good player. Doku's a very good player, but they're also very inconsistent. So is Alvarez. They're young. They're inconsistent players. They're capable of being match winners. They're also capable of being taken out of games. Rodri's incredible. But you can take Rodri out of games by moving the ball around him and not allowing him to impact the game defensively. You can expose Ruben Diaz and his propensity to just randomly lie down on the floor for no reason with pace. And we have pace in abundance. We have movement in abundance. Kyle Walker's got pace and very little else. He's not the smartest players. Akanji's wildly overrated. Gvardiol hasn't really adapted all that well to the Premier League yet. And if he starts, you'd fancy Mo to have some joy. If Aki starts, it'll be a tougher game for Mo. Because Aki is just, at the moment, a better defender than Josco Gvardiol. Gvardiol has the potential to be one of the best defenders in the world. But for now, Aki is the better defender. There's a lot of good players there, but they're not perfect. Even the ones that are best in class, like Rodri, there's still things you can do. Chelsea did it really well. They just built a box around him and they moved the ball through that box. We play a box midfield and we can make it very difficult for him to protect that defence as long as we're smart and as long as we do the right things. This is Anfield have 10 key things to know as Reds face biggest test yet. This was put together by Joanna Durkin. Uh, obviously, it's table topping clash, first meet second. Uh, they're, they're not all going to miss out, are they? Which is obviously pointing at City's injuries. Uh, the return of the in- injured Reds, Ibu, uh, Joe, Gravenberg and Curtis all back up for selection and obviously Alexis back after suspension. So just the three I mentioned, Andy Robertson, Thiago and Stefan Besetic are 
um, are out. Our poor record at the Etihad in the Premier League is mentioned. Uh, yet another 12.30 start. Time for Salah's big milestone. Mo Salah needs just two more goals to reach 200 for Liverpool. A tally only four other players in club history have reached. Um, this would be the ideal the ideal game for him to get to 200, wouldn't it? Uh, does Darwin start? I think the answer is hopefully. So this uh, predicted 11 here is Allison. Trent, Ibu, Virgil, Costas, McAllister, Sabozlai, Jones, Salah, Jota and Nunes. For me, I'd like to see Jota left out. Trent moved forward into midfield, play a four-man midfield and bring Gomez in at right back. That's just me. Uh, but the rest is is exactly what it should be. Uh, Guardiola versus Klopp for the 29th time. Jürgen has 12 wins. Pep has 11. And obviously, the rest are draws. Uh, since they've both been in England, Jürgen has eight wins. Pep has seven, and there's been five draws. Uh, a good record with this referee. I've, I've brought this up a couple of times. Chris Kavanagh, we, we have done well under him. Uh, so hopefully, that can remain the same. Sam Milne will be guiding you through with the This Is Anfield Match Day Live blog. So do give that a look when the game is upon us. Why Man City's porous defence tasks Nippy Liverpool to take their chance. Um, confirm. See, I think City are vastly overrated defensively. I know they always have a good defensive record, but that's in part because people don't attack them. Like, how many times do you watch City and you're just <clears throat> hugely bored by the game because the opponents are there to not lose by five goals? They're happy to lose by one or two, but they just don't want to get stuffed. There's 15 to 20 games a season, every season across all the competitions, where City turn up and the opponents are basically just gift-wrapping three points and not making any effort to actually go and have a go at them. 15 to 20 games across all competitions, somewhere in the 10 to 14 range in the Premier League. Teams just turn up, and sometimes those teams are home, and they don't even try to win. It's just cowardice. So I don't think the defence is all that good. They just don't get tested. Chelsea tested them and made them look appalling. Wolves cut them open multiple times. Now, again, Wolves cut us open multiple times. Neto was unbelievable against them as he was against us. Cunha was very good as well. But teams just don't bother. But you test Ruben Diaz and you watch him lie on that ground. You run at Kyle Walker's inside shoulder and you watch him give away free kicks. You make Aki def- Ak- um, Akanji rather defend and you watch him make mistakes. You test Ederson routinely and watch him make mistakes. There's flaws in this defence, individually and collectively, and we can take advantage of it. As long as we take our chances, as long as we go there and have a go, which we will, because that's who we are. Um... We have 27 players in training. 
everybody looks like they're in good shape. The goalkeepers training at the moment, Alison, Kelleher, Adrian, Pitaluga and Mrozek. Adrian has the best gig in the world, doesn't he? Like, wouldn't you just, you'd love to be Adrian. You're never going to play. You're getting, I don't know, 40, 50 grand a week to turn up and just play football every day. Just train, not have to worry about playing in a game in front of a big crowd. You're just basically having a kick about with your mates every day, flinging yourself around the place, having a great old laugh. You get to be next to Alison Becker, where some of that magnificent aura might rub off on you. What a life. Adrian has completed life. What a guy. What a guy. Um, defenders, Virgil van Dijk, Ibu, Matip, Gomez, Kwanzaa, Trent, Costas, Connor Bradley, Luke Chambers, and Callum Scanlon. Midfielders, Zabozlai, McAllister, Jones, Gravenberg, Elliot, Nendo, and the forwards, Salah, Nunes, Diaz, Jota, Gakpo, and Doak. So that's all very, very positive. Um, it's a piece about how Mo Salah shook off a nonsensical bad egg theory after he left Chelsea. A piece about Michael Edwards being admired by Manchester United. Michael Edwards has been admired by United and Chelsea for years and years and years. And I kind of feel like if he was going to go to one of those clubs, he'd already be there. Like he's had the offers, multiple offers from both clubs. He's had offers from elsewhere, but he's just set up his own thing with Ian Graham. And I think that's what he's going to stick with for now. Um, Trent says our aim is to win the title and that we're good enough to do it. And, with a defensive midfielder added in January, we might be. And I know that there's a lot of stories now coming out that Joe Polinia could be available for just over 40 million. And if that's true, that makes him very appealing. Now, I know his age would normally rule him out as a Liverpool player. He will turn 29 next summer. And I know I've said in the past that it would be a, a, a foolish move to commit the type of money Fulham wanted for him. But that's when they were asking for like 70 million. The annoyance is not having bought him for 20 million when he went to Fulham. That's the annoyance. But at 40 to 45, I kind of feel like that's a deal we shouldn't be passing on. It's not like he's got a huge amount of minutes in his legs. He's been a player who hasn't played huge amounts over his career. So I do think there's a possibility that you might get three, maybe even four great years out of him. And then potentially you can still sell him on to Saudi. <clears throat> like if you look at his his career numbers, if we go back as far as 14-15, he's playing in a junior league, he gets 
less, plays less than a thousand minutes. Fifteen sixteen plays twenty three hundred minutes. That's age twenty twenty one. Eight well age twenty because his birthday is the summer. So age twenty twenty three hundred minutes. Age twenty one. 2,000 minutes. Age 22, he plays 287 minutes in all competitions. Assume there was an injury, we'll check. Uh, Age 23, 2,200 minutes. 24, 3,500 minutes. So he's 24 before he has his first real heavy workload season. Age 25, 2,900 minutes. Age 26, 2,800 minutes. And then last season, 3,500 minutes. So he's only had two heavy seasons in his career. And if we look at his injury history, there's actually nothing, nothing much. He had a muscle injury. He had one muscle injury and he had the shoulder issue last summer. And that's it. He had coronavirus and he had the flu. So that season where his minutes dropped off, that was manager's decision. But this guy's a proven winner. He was part of the sporting team that won the title. Him and Matthias Nunes in midfield, they made a great partnership. And we know we watched Nunes a lot, so chances are we did watch this guy. And you look at the size, the strength, the power he's got in midfield. Like he does tick a lot of the boxes that we'd be looking for. 6'3, big physical, powerful, quick presence, can get you a goal. Got four goals last season for Fulham, four the previous season. He had a couple of seasons on loan with Braga, the season with Moranens, the season with Bellinese. Like he didn't really make the breakthrough with Sporting until Ruben Amram took over. He was 25. He had four years, three and a half years, basically, of loans. So he's a late bloomer. He doesn't have huge amounts of minutes in his legs. Like Marcus Rashford is part 25. He's got more, far more minutes played than him. Far more minutes. We could get him and get three really good years out of him and then move him on. And let's say we could also buy someone like Moscardo, Gabriel Moscardo from Corinthians as the future in that position and develop him behind Polina. I mean, that's probably the best outcome for us. Like I think Decore is outstanding. I talked about Bubakar Kamara the other day and how perfect I think he'd be. But you're talking 50 to 60 to 70 million for those two, without doubt. If you get Polina for 40, 45 and get Moscardo for 25, maybe, that's 70 million. 
that's a much better outcome for us than spending, say, 60 on Dekure or Kamara, even if I think they might be just a little bit better than him right now. And it's debatable. You could pick any of them. They're all very similarly uh, talented, very similar level of performance. But one thing's for certain. This guy can absolutely dominate in the Premier League. Like, from a physical standpoint, there's nobody who's going to bully him. He goes toe-to-toe with Rodri from a physical standpoint, and he's quicker than Rodri as well. He's not as good as Rodri, but nobody is. But if you get three really good years out of him, he'd be a great signing. He would hugely improve us. He's also a big-time communicator, big-time talker. So having that in midfield as well would be another bonus. We've got Virgil at the back. You get him in midfield. Him and Trent as a double pivot, I could get on board with that. Could very much get on board with that. Um, Liverpool.com, there's a piece about um, Guardiola. There is another piece about Gvardiol. It's a piece about Jürgen. Which is a piece about Manchester City having their titles potentially stripped. Uh, Liverpool should be open to Philippe Coutinho repeat. That's Thiago going to Barcelona. Definitely wouldn't be wouldn't be against it. I want I want to see him play, and it's not going to be for us. He, he can't. At this point, with his hip, the Premier League, I think, is going to be a bit too far from. But La Liga, I think he can go and play that game in his sleep. Um, another piece about Jurgen and, and and Pep. Piece about Virgil. Piece about Jota. Uh, piece about Mbappe. Another piece about Haaland. Piece about Rory McIlroy. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Dominic Zabalso just got new teammate Liverpool should look at, look at to solve transfer problem. Okay, Ben Boxack's written this. This is going to be interesting. Martin Vitek. <clears throat> oh, so he's he's a Czech Republic defender. Um, but he was picked in the same team of the week as, as Dominic. Uh, six foot four centre back. I, I placed a spark at Prague, 87 games already by the age of 20. Pretty impressive. Looks to have Matip like tendencies. Yeah, if Matip is going, then, I mean, it could definitely be one to consider. I mean, age and just pure physical size would definitely stand in his his favour. Yeah, okay. Ben knows the stuff about Eastern European players, to be fair, so if he's up for it, I must give him a look. Uh, On to... Anfieldindex.com. No finer website. 
as a piece about Dominic Zabozlai, John Barnes having some very, very kind words for our outstanding Hungarian. A uh, piece about the City game, another piece about the City game, piece about Virgil and the dressing room revolution. And there is a Tony Evans' latest, where he says FSG are far better than rancid royal regimes. And like Tony is someone who's been very, very critical of these owners. So, you know, when, when he's going to bat for them, it's probably a decent sign. Um, yeah, there's a piece by Matthias Reese. Um, so last night, Indy Kayla, the great Indy Kayla, <laughs> had one of his exclusives where he talked about Liverpool making a bid for Andre. I think it's fairly clear the Andre stuff is long off the table, but Matthias Reese is one at Fluminense who we apparently do have interest in, and he's apparently the one that we're actually keeping a close eye on. The forty-three million buyout Indy mentioned for Andre is actually his buyout. So maybe maybe there's some Indy does often get a little bit of something in terms of info. So maybe there is something in us talking to Fluminense about a player, but I imagine it's him and not Andre. Um Right, podcast-wise, I can't find the podcast. (laughs) Oh, sorry for a second. Here we go. That's just me being stupid. Uh, There is a Pro Plus with Trev and Dave Davis, which is always a good listen. There is Moby on the spot. This week's is yet another belter. There's a Scouser Tommy's, which is excellent as well. Heard that this morning. Harry's done Rival Recon. They're always good. He's got Dan Burke on, and that's a good show. There is a Scouted ahead of this game as well, the game against City, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Make sure you listen to Minefield. I know you're probably sick to the back teeth of me saying it, but Minefield is the best podcast in any that anyone's putting out in the Liverpool sphere. It just is. No one comes close other than some of our stuff. But that's that. I'll see you all on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Hopefully, we're here on Monday celebrating three points because cheaters shouldn't prosper and we should go there and slap their arses. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.